You're listening to Life After Sight Loss Radio, episode number 72, and today we're talking about five cliches that you'll probably hear when losing your sight. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, well, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews. We talk life advice, encouragement, relationships, technology, emotional support, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey, if you are new, I'm glad you're here. And if you're returning, well, then welcome back. It has been a while for me to do a podcast episode, but we're not going to waste a bunch of time talking about that because we want to jump into today's topic, and that is five cliches or, you know, things that people say whenever you're going through sight loss. It just happens. I've heard them. I've said them. We've all experienced them. And if you haven't yet, well, don't worry because you soon will. I'm sure of it because this is just how life goes. So I'm not going to waste a bunch of time telling you a bunch of stuff. If you want to hear why I've been gone, well, listen all the way to the end of the podcast and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But for right now, we're going to jump into the five cliches you'll probably hear after sight loss. The first one is don't give up. Don't give up. Have you heard that before? Now, this one is a pretty popular one in general for a lot of different things, but especially with sight loss, because people don't want you to give up. They don't want you to quit. They don't want you to throw in the towel. They don't want you to just walk away from things. And of course, that is a very true statement. I mean, isn't it? Don't We don't want to give up. We don't want to fall off the horse and never get back on. It's kind of one of those, you know, natural cliches. But whenever it comes at you when you're first losing your sight, it's kind of like, please don't tell me that right now. I want to punch you in the face for just offering up this horrible cliche. You'll find that is a consistent sort of pattern throughout all of these. You just want to punch people in the face. But the point is, they just tell you things like, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't, don't walk away from the... I, I get it. I understand, like, mentally, I am aware that I should not give up. But emotionally, spiritually, you know, just everything inside of me says... I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to live a life with sight loss. This is awful, you know? And whether you've experienced the highest of depression, the lowest of depression, I don't know which one's worst, high or low, I can't quite tell, but whether you've experienced any, you know, form along the the gamut there, you have probably wanted to give up at some point. You know, you've probably wanted to throw in the towel. And hearing somebody tell you at your lowest point to don't give up, it just doesn't make you feel great. However, like I said, there is truth in that and none of us should give up, but we can all experience moments where we want to give up and having that just cliche thrown at our face uh, doesn't exactly make us feel great. Secondly, people will say it's not a death sentence. It's not a death sentence. That's a classic one that I've heard many, many, many times, especially for kids who are going through sight loss. It's not a death sentence. It's not the end of the world, right? Have you heard that one before? It's not the end of the world. Yes, thank you so, so much for that wonderful platitude. You know what I tell people? This is what I tell people. I say, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it is the end of something, It's the end of your life as you knew it, because that's another kind of version of this. It's not the end of your life, but it is the end of your life as you knew it. You know, your your sighted life, that's over. Now, it doesn't mean the end of your life, your marriage, your parenting, your, you know, hobbies and your enjoyment, things like that, because the reality is your life doesn't uh, go away just because of sight loss. However, it could be the end of something, you know, really impactful. I mean, let's face it. 
there might be a job loss because of sight loss, and that can really be impactful on your life. So it is the end of something. But people want to give you that sort of finality moment, not the end, not not a death sentence, because what they're trying to do is say, look at all of the things that are still moving. You know, all this all this time and space still moving beyond you. It's like I get it, yeah, for sure. But in this moment, right here, right now. That all that time and space is just unclear to me, and I don't know what I'm going to do, and I don't have all the answers, and these people don't either, but they feel like, well, i got to say something, so I'll say it's not the end of the world. I'll say it's not a death sentence, and then yeah, here comes the proverbial punch in the face. So I just want you to, to understand that, yes, it's not the end of the world. However, it is the end of something. Number three, and this one always amazes me, they will say, at least it's not fill in the blank. Okay, I've heard at least it's not cancer. At least you're not in a wheelchair. At least you can still blah, 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 whatever. At least it's not this really bad thing that I will tell you about now. So we compare it to something that we feel is really, really, really bad, like cancer or being in a wheelchair. But the problem is, what about somebody who's got cancer? What about somebody who's in a wheelchair? You know, those kinds of things are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that sight loss is better than cancer? Are you telling me that cancer is worse than sight loss? They're apples and oranges. You cannot compare. I mean, cancer can literally be a death sentence. I mean, yes, if you've got cancer, fight it, fight hard, do the things, you know, all that stuff. But it can literally be a death sentence. And that is a whole nother conversation. You know, if people are in a wheelchair, I don't want to say, well, at least I'm not in a wheelchair. Thank God those poor people, those saps are in a wheelchair. That's terrible. Like, why Why would I think that? Why would I say that? And the reality is this comparison makes it seem like your problem isn't that bad, so why are you this upset? It's like you don't understand my problem being that my problem is, quote, that bad. Now, is it as bad as cancer? Is it as bad as being in a wheelchair? It doesn't compare. You can't say it is or it isn't because it doesn't compare. I mean, imagine a person loses their hearing and another person loses their sight. They're going through completely different things. Yes, they're going through the loss of something. Their life is being changed and affected. Their family members are being affected. They're going to have to interact differently. However, the loss of sight and the loss of hearing are just different. It doesn't mean that one's better or one's worse. And so I hate this comparison when people say, well, at least you don't have cancer. I'm like, don't don't tell me that and go up to somebody who has cancer and tell them something. Like, what are you going to tell them? Well, uh, at least you have all your limbs. Like, what are you going to tell them? That's terrible. So I would challenge anybody who says at least it's not cancer or whatever to walk up to somebody in a, a you know who has cancer and figure out what you're going to tell them on at least it's not fill in the blank because if you don't have one well don't compare and you can tell I'm a little fired up about this because I just don't like that comparison it's just not fair it, it relegates really bad things in our minds like cancer or whatever and it's sort of I don't know, tells us that our problem shouldn't be as heavy as it is. And that's just just not fair. So, yes, I understand that it's, it's not whatever, but it is this, and that's the reality. Fourth, they will say, 
you know what? You can still do so much. Now, I've said this, and there is truth within it. There's so much that you can do as a visually impaired person. Absolutely. I mean, people climb mountains, and people have jobs, and people are parents, and people do podcasts and videos. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do as a VIP. You could be an artist. You could ride a bike. You could, you know, be an outdoorsman, be an indoorsman, whatever. You know, you can do so much. And that is 100% absolutely positively true. However, whenever you are facing the possibility of not being able to see and your whole life is changing, you don't know how you're going to react or respond, having somebody just cliche kind of go, hey, but don't worry, you can do all this other stuff. It's like, what? Yeah, but I can't maybe do this one thing I really want to do. Maybe you really enjoyed... I don't know, riding a motorcycle, okay? Let's say you loved riding a motorcycle. You went out, you rode everywhere. You'd, you'd take long trips on the motorcycle and you'd go camping and it's just, it was a great experience. Well, now you can no longer drive that motorcycle. You, you just can't. It's over. You're not going to be able to drive it anymore. That doesn't mean you can't ride the motorcycle and go camping and go on a trip. However, when somebody tells you, no, but you'll still be able to go camping, you'll still be able to ride the motorcycle, what they're trying to do is encourage you with, yes, you lost this part of it, but there's still all these other parts. And again, that's all true. And I would tell the person that same thing at some point. But when you're first losing your sight, you don't want to hear about all the stuff you can do. You're so focused on all the stuff you can't do. And there's nothing necessarily or inherently wrong with that. I think we can get so focused on the can't that we can never see the can, but we don't want to hear about it in the moment. So I just want to encourage you, if you've heard that before, look, it's true. It, it is. There's. I mean, I can't deny it. It is true. There's so much you could do. But whenever somebody says that, they're just trying to point out all the things you can do. So eh, take it with a grain of salt and allow them the space to do that. And then eventually, I promise, you'll be able to remember and realize the things you still can do. And finally, number five, and I don't know why this one gets me, gets me every time I hear it. And maybe you've said it to yourself to give you a confidence. Maybe you've said it to other people. Maybe you've heard it, whatever it is. And, and it's the classic line of maybe you've lost your sight, but you haven't lost your vision. And I just want to kick a person in the shin really hard when they tell me that. Now, look, is it true? Sure. Vision being, you know, this idea of imagination and creativeness and and looking ahead and planning, you know, all that sort of thing. But whenever somebody tells me that I haven't lost my vision, I'm like, okay, first of all, you have no idea how I am, you know, and what vision I really have. And you're just trying to use a cheeky word that is the same as sight and implant it in there. It's it's kind of like if you come from a religious background and somebody's saying, oh, well, don't worry, you have great spiritual sight. It's like, that's great. That does not comfort me at all, though. It doesn't magically give back my physical sight, though. That doesn't help. So, again, I don't know. If you like this, if, if it encourages you, if it if it's a positive cliche for you, hey, by all means, go for it. Use it. Write it on your wall. Make it a, a snapshot. Put it on your computer wallpaper. Whatever you want to do, it's perfectly fine. However, for me... I don't want to necessarily hear that kind of cliche. I just want them to know and understand. And I think that's why it bothers me is because they're just brushing over the fact that my physical sight is impaired. They're trying to get to the positive part of, oh, well, you still have vision. You haven't lost your vision. Look, I'm a positive person. 
If you know me, if you see my videos, if you've heard my podcast, you know I'm a positive person. I keep positivity flowing. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, my wife says that I'm an optimist and she's a realist. And I always tell her that realist is just a word that pessimist came up with. No optimist has ever called themselves a realist. And so I just love to throw that out there because I am an eternal optimist. I, I always am optimistic. When I was first losing my sight, I was super optimistic. It's going to be great, you know. Later on, had the depression or whatever, but you know, I am trying to be positive as much as possible. However, let's not just simply brush over the fact that I have physical sight loss. That sucks. It is hard. It is difficult. And yes, I haven't lost my vision, but just for a moment, just just for a small moment, let's focus on the fact that my physical sight loss sucks and it's hard. And if we can do that, then yes, we can move on and remember that you and I have not lost our vision. All right, there you go, guys. Five cliches that you've probably heard or will hear at some point when losing your sight. Look, like I said, there are truths in a lot of these things. Maybe not that whole, at least it's not cancer thing, but there are truths that you were not wanting to give up and, you know, really holding your head up and it's not the end of the world and you haven't lost your vision. There is truth in a lot of these sayings and they make them, they're cliches because we say them all the time. And maybe you've got others, maybe you've heard others that have, I didn't include on this list or whatever. But the reality is people are saying these because they're trying to keep it positive. They're trying to be encouraging to you in a moment when you're really down. It's inevitable. People will do this. It's kind of like, you know, people will quote Bible verses or poems or uh, quotes that they've heard because they're trying to say something. They're like, I should say something. And what am I going to, oh, here, I'll throw this out. Don't give up. And it's like, that that doesn't help. Sometimes I like it when people are just like, I don't know what to say. It's like, cool. You don't have to say anything. You know, people give me the classic, oh, I'm sorry. And I always tell them, it's not your fault. Don't worry. <laughs> like, you didn't cause this. But anytime somebody gives me a cliche, it's an opportunity to educate. It's like, hey, you know what? You're right. I should not give up. Uh, sometimes in these moments, I want to give up and, and really educate. Now, again, if you're talking to a total stranger on a bus, Maybe that's not the time. Say thank you, move on, whatever. But if you've got an opportunity and somebody that you know and kind of knows you, give them a little education. Like, hey, here's a quick lesson for you. Don't say don't give up and things like that whenever somebody's super down. Maybe don't say anything. That's all right. And super, don't compare it to cancer because, well, that's really sad. So anyway, I hope that that made sense. I hope that you got something out of that. And if you get these cliches, if somebody gives them to you, maybe the next time we'll remember that these people probably nine times out of 10 have really good intentions. And if we can take that into consideration, it'll really, really help when the cliches start flying. So I've got a little tech tip for you guys today. Hey, listen, you know what? With all this high-tech stuff we've got, we've got computers and smartphones and magnifiers and all these kinds of great, wonderful things. My good buddy Sam from The Blind Life and I agree there's no better time to be visually impaired than it is right now. We've got so much great stuff. But... With all that high-tech stuff, sometimes we lose sight, no pun intended, of the low-tech stuff in our lives. You know, uh, what about a whiteboard? 
You know, what about a cutting board? Things that are just really low tech, but can actually be very, very helpful. You know, a whiteboard can be great because you can write on it really big and get that dark marker going. It's just all kinds of great stuff. Maybe talking items like an alarm clock or scale or something. These are lower tech items. Now, you might say, well, talking scale is not low tech. I mean, it's got tech. Yes, but it's not a smartphone, right? It does one sort of job. It's not a smartphone or a smartphone. I, ugh. Anyway, it's not a smartphone or a computer. And so I just want to encourage you that if there are low tech items in your life, don't get so eager to get rid of all those kinds of things and replace them with a smartphone because there's some things you just can't replace with a smartphone. By the way, if you want to see more about that topic, check out my video coming up tomorrow, which will be January, what will it be, 24th. If you're listening to this after January 24, 2019, then that video is on my YouTube channel. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube to subscribe, turn on notification, shameless plug for the YouTube channel. There you go. And make sure you check that out because I'm going to talk about three items that cannot be replaced by your smartphone. So low-tech items are great. They're beneficial. They're essential in many ways in your life. So don't get so focused on the high-tech stuff that you lose sight of the low-tech items in your life. All right, my friends. Well, that about wraps it up for today. I wanted to take just a quick moment and talk about what's been going on with the podcast and so forth. If you're a regular listener, you'll notice that it's been uh, a little while since... (laughs) I've done an episode. And look, the reality is sometimes things just happen. We had some holidays. We had all that happen. I've been sometimes in a non-creative mood. And some people will say, just keep putting stuff out, even if it's crap. And it's like, I don't know. I don't want to do that. I want good stuff to go out. Because if people happen upon this at some point in their life, I don't want them to listen to five episodes that were junk just to get to one that was good. I don't want them to have to go, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Because... Odds are they're not going to listen to five episodes. They're going to listen to one. It's going to be crap, and then they're not going to come back. So I want quality stuff. I want people to listen to it, and it'd be good. you know. So anyway, I'm, my goal is still Wednesdays, 5 a.m., coming out, hearing it, boom, in your ears, all that kind of stuff. However, I just want you to know that if it's not every week, my goal is still to keep doing the podcast. And I'm trying to make it as simple as possible on my end so that I can record edit, boom, get it out really easy so that you can listen to it every Wednesday, 5 a.m. You don't have to listen to it at 5 a.m. You know, I just want it there when you wake up and you're ready to go and you're like, oh, here it is. Boom. Yes, I can listen to it. I I think I said boom at like 18 times already. Anyway, if it was a drinking game, we'd all be drunk. I think I've said that before too. Anyway, the point is I am back and trying to get this podcast out every single week. Uh, so I need your help. If you've got ideas of things you want to hear, maybe people you'd like me to interview or talk to, organizations, whatever the case is, let me know. Send me an email, Derek, at lifeaftersightloss.com and let me know your thoughts. What kind of things would you like to hear on the podcast? And I would love to do them for you. So as of right now, the podcast is on its way back. Let's hope I can keep it going. And if you're listening and have been listening and are still listening, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And just a couple of housekeeping items. First of all, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that. That way you won't miss another single episode whenever they come out, 5 a.m. on a Wednesday or not. (laughs) You won't miss another single episode. And it's really easy to do that. And that brings me to my next point, and that is the show notes. You can find the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 072. And that'll give you ways to subscribe to the podcast. It'll give you links, information, conversation, and more. So make sure you hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com 
sightloss.com slash 072, and that way you'll get all the information that you need. Also, I love hearing from you guys all the time. I love getting emails and messages and all that stuff. So there are ways to, you know, get a hold of me in the show notes. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email me. I mean, you can leave me a voicemail if you'd like that featured on the podcast. You got a question or something. I mean, there's all kinds of great ways. Go to the show notes, find all the ways to get in touch with me. I love hearing from you guys. I sincerely do. I know a lot of times on podcasts, people will say, oh, let us know, blah, 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 feedback. And I love it. I mean, it makes my day. So let me know. And I love hearing from you guys. So check out all those ways to do it. I look forward to hearing from you guys real soon. All right, guys. Well, that about wraps it up, but I want to remind you that all the information found in today's episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.